0: You are listening to an HD Smartcast Original. Hi, I'm Ashutosh Garg. I'm the author of the best-selling book, The Brand Called You. And you are listening to our podcast, Personal Branding Building Blocks, where we talk with top entrepreneurs and industry experts about their strategies to optimize their performance. Not only is this podcast the brainchild of The Brand Called You, it is also an HD Smartcast Original. And it is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest-growing podcast-producing platform. Today, I have a very, very accomplished millennial who is not just a professional, but an entrepreneur as well. Nikhil Garg, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me here. Nikhil is a consultant with BCG, the Boston Consulting Group. He's also the co-founder of Wonder Learning in the UK. He studied at McGill. London Business School and of course in early days he was in Indonesia and Amsterdam. So again, based on your experience, I'm sure you've had a lot of knowledge from people who you've seen starting up different companies based on your own learning as a startup. What in your opinion are some of the basic mistakes a lot of startup entrepreneurs make?
1: I'm definitely victim to this. I wonder learning he's definitely been victim to this. Okay. I would say one of the biggest, a couple of couple of mistakes. I would say one is going too wide. One example is around wonder learning. We first started off, instead of just focusing on digital career skills, we were said, Why, does it, why is it so costly to learn any skill? Mm-hmm. If you want to learn the piano, if you want to learn the flute, if you want to learn cooking, if you want to have a gym trainer, in the UK, it costs almost 50 to 70 pounds for any of this. So we said, Okay, peer to peer learning can happen, not just in digital career skills, yeah. but for everything. Yeah. And so when we started, we offered everything on mm-hmm. course. But then we realized we can't market anything. Mm-hmm. Who is our actual customer? We can't say our customer's everybody, because when we start to do our marketing, start to reach out to consumers, we also didn't have any sort of tagline or anything to associate us with. Again, it goes back to what is your brand and why do people come back to you? And so we realized we struggled with that. So we got really good advice at one point that said, don't even just focus on career skills, just focus on maybe analytical tools. And see, are people willing to buy a product? That's one learning is not going too wide. First start small, do that really well and expand really well with that. And then start to offer other courses or other, uh, other types of subjects. Okay, I would say the second one is more on outsourcing versus keeping it in-house. Mm-hmm. And what is critical to your business? We first got somebody to help build our website. And that relationship ended up turning quite sour. Okay. Because... As, as much as the developer said he could do all the things we wanted him to do, and we were quite clear with mm. the user stories that we had asked him uh, in terms of developing the website. But uh, he took on too much. He kept delaying, delaying, delaying. When the delivery day was meant to be September, it was still end November. And we realized that both my co-founder and I, we said, sometimes take the hard call and we let the developer go. Mm. But then within 48 hours, we used tools like Squarespace and WordPress developed a website, actually developed a website that was much better in terms of functionality because we integrated with Zoom, Mm -hmm. integrated with Skype, uh, uh, Zoom, sorry, Zoom, Stripe, um, as well as a scheduling tool Mm -hmm. where we actually automated a lot more than what we thought we could even do. Wow. Um, And so I think there's that balance between what you outsource versus keep Mm in-house and given scheduling, given payments are all critical to the business. I'd say that's the second learning as to determining what you what can you outsource. So things maybe like admin, legal, Mm -hmm. those can be outsourced. But critical to the business, you keep in house and you do yourself. So Nikhil, moving on, you know you
0: love adventure sports. Yes, and done all kinds of things from scuba diving to backpacking. Backpacking and when you jump out of an aircraft, what do you call it? Skydiving. That's all. Tell me first, what has attracted you to such intense adventure sports?
1: So I would say I'm an adrenaline junkie. As you can tell with me moving around every three years in different countries, I don't like sitting still. I like being active. And I get a huge kick out of it. It allows me to... I think a good example is scuba diving. Um, Scuba diving is almost meditative in a sense, because you completely disconnect from the rest of the world. There's no gadgets, there's nothing. It's just you, the water, you hear your breathing. And it's a whole new world out there. Uh, and that just keeps me going. I always think about, even when I'm working, what's my next holiday? What's my next plan? Uh, because I, I, I look forward to these things. And, and if you, I feel like if you're not looking forward to something, what's driving you and what keeps you going? And that's, that's a big driver for me. And, you know, you got yourself certified as scuba diving. Yes. Where did you get yourself certified? I got it in Central America. I told BCG that I wanted to take six to nine months off Mm -hmm. after graduating Mm -hmm. to just backpack, travel by myself. I went for three months in Central America. So I started in Guatemala and went towards Panama. Mm -hmm. And throughout that backpacking experience, somebody actually introduced me to the idea of Scuba diving and said Honduras has one of the best places, Mm -hmm. not Tegucigalpa, which is probably the the highest murder capital in the world, but Mm -hmm. in the islands towards the north of Honduras. Mm -hmm. And I just spent a week and a half there. I was meant to go there for two days. I loved it. Mm. I decided to, after trying it once, get my scuba diving license, both beginners and advanced. And, and I never look back. And at least once every two, three years, I like to go on a one-week scuba diving mm. trek. Mm. The last one was in the Komodo Islands. So if you haven't been, highly, highly recommend. I haven't. I have not been to Komodo. It's, it's beautiful. Wonderful. And which one of these is your favorite sports? Right now, I would say scuba diving. Scuba diving? It really just allows me to, again, reflect, just to get... You kind of come up after your scuba diving in a very relaxed, meditative state. Mm-hmm. As if you have done meditation for about 30-45 minutes. Because you just hear your breathing. You see very different things mm-hmm. than what you would see on the opposite side of the yep. world. And, of course, you live in Singapore.
0: So, therefore, there are many opportunities to dive in, in all exactly, of the exactly. stations. In your life... Have you
1: had any people who had a strong influence on you? And if yes, what have you learned from them? i my strongest influence would be my dad. And I don't think I realized this until after he passed away. And in my early years of working, mm-hmm. he would do, he would say simple things, just growing up, you know, read the news, be well-versed with it so that you can have a conversation, comb your hair, you need to look presentable. Mm-hmm. Small things like this, even in terms of the workplace, what what it means to be having a presence, what it means to talk with clarity. Mm. All these small lessons, which at the time I would say, Dad, stop giving me lectures. Give me a break. Give me a break. Stop constantly trying to tell me what to do, how to do it. But then I reflect back and I keep thinking he was right. Mm. He was always right. He was always right with the way he kept... Telling me about what to do, how to think about it. But I think the key is, was that he wasn't ever prescriptive. He never said, do this, you have to do it. He made me really reflect and think about what it means to, to focus. And to, to focus on not only just your family, but your business. To have clarity in terms of your thought. And, and I, I, I keep thinking about what would dad have done in a certain situation. And that also helps me answer um, a lot of problems and dilemmas I have in life. Yeah. And, and he was also much into sports because I think you climbed Kilimanjaro 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 as well he was an avid runner uh, he used to gym he actually got me to gymming when we were young 12, 11 or 12 he actually put a pull-up bar mm. in our back garden and he would wake us up at 5.30 in the morning he would teach us it's so important to be fit because your health is everything Right? it's, it's super important yeah. to incorporate fitness not just as, as a routine but as a lifestyle mm. very interesting so my next question is that what would be three
0: words that define nikhil
1: an interesting question i actually i try to ask other people as well before before this just to see what their perspective is for me i would say i'm i'm very optimistic i'm a guy who looks half glass full correct and and in any any situation on simple things when problems go wrong i try to bring the best out of people and and just be optimistic in scenarios Mm -hmm. look there are a lot of things that are in your control a lot of things that are not in your control and I try to look at it from that point of view as to if it's controllable, what can you change? If it's not controllable, what can you do differently from this perspective? The second thing I would say is I'm I'm a big people's person. I, I get along with people very easily. I have friends all over the world and I connect with them very easily. And I would say that perspective and that open-mindedness, I would say helps a lot. And I think it helps even in consulting. It helps in starting my own yeah. business because you're constantly meeting new people and just Being able to be warm, comfortable, open, but also just listen to them and listen and hear their perspective. I think that's that I've been taught throughout moving different countries, just how to do this and really build up that strength. The third one is I I like I'm data driven. I like data. I like it it may sort of be be a bit too much, but I need data to really drive my answers and give an opinion on something. So I need to read a lot. I need to hear different opinions. Uh, to then form an opinion and say no, this is this is what I believe in okay Uh, but when I believe in something then I will I will go for it tell me what is the most outrageous thing that you have done and do you look back at it with uh, pleasure or regret Uh, I would say the most outrageous goes back a bit to backpacking Hmm. I was 21 at the time just graduated from undergrad I've always had in the back of my mind that I want to experience what it's like to just travel by yourself, expose yourself to a country where you don't know the language. And Central America is a country where I knew very little Spanish, uh, but I wanted to live in a house for one and a half months in a Guatemalan home and see what it's like to just take yourself outside of a comfort mm-hmm. zone. So I, I lived with a, with a mother there, uh, very basic living. I mean, I've been very lucky and privileged to have had all the comforts. And I just want to know what that feels like to give me perspective. Okay. Man, it truly was an eye-opening experience for me. Um, I think it taught me as well that it's, it's so easy to be happy. It's easy to get caught up in all the big things around you. But I saw just people are so happy with the basic things around them. I saw this mother. I saw her child there. And there's such happy, genuine people. And, and that just brought, back, brought me back to reality. And I definitely don't have any regrets. I was very scared, obviously, going there in terms of what am I doing? Why am I doing this? But I look back and it, I always think about that specific moment. And that just grounds me back to reality to say, hey, appreciate what you have, appreciate what's around you. And also just don't forget that it's also important to give back. Okay. And I think that that always just is my reality check. I like to put on myself. So definitely no regrets. So my last question,
0: that if you had to tattoo on your arm, a message to yourself, what would it be?
1: My dad always used to joke with us about uh, there being four F's. It's fun. Always have fun in your life. Always be fit. Always prioritize your family because family comes first and they are your rock. And always maintain your friendships. And I'll do something along those lines and, and get it out of it. But that's how I want to live my life and, and believe that as long as you're having fun, you're fit and your friends and family are around you, then you can solve any problems, you can do whatever you want and you'll always be happy.
0: Those are Very, very wise words, even though from your dad, but coming from you at your age, that's fantastic. Nikhil, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Brand Called You, and never miss any update. For feedback, reach us on at HTSmartcast. We are present on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts by The Brand Called You, log on to www.htsmartcast.com or Sono Naye Nazariya Se.